John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. Yeah, yeah. good work. I'm getting good at this, aren't Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have only, you, well, we've done it six times before, yes. I suppose. <laughs> well, seven, because you forgot to press record one time. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. wonder how long you're going to be bringing that up for. <laughs> um, we've got a really, really packed show this time. But before that, I think the listeners would probably like to hear from you. The uh, previous es- episode, uh, we were talking about your misdemeanor, where you'd had a couple too many drinks, went home, wrecked the joint, and smashed a very precious picture frame. Uh, wondering <laughs> how that went down with the wife yeah so that was when I sat in the car with you I'd literally gone to bed and woken up and and so I hadn't really thought it through but what I did was I was honest I told her that I'd smashed this picture you were honest yes first time for everything yeah, yeah. I was still drunk and then, um, <laughs> and then I put it back on the wall but then when she came home the following day she just completely didn't notice so that. she didn't even know which picture frame had been broken no so she, it wasn't broken too badly then well no all the glass was out of it it was just uh, now it's just a picture without any glass in it um, but she was more angry about the fact that I'd completely shaved my head <laughs> and do you, well, do you know who her favourite actor is <laughs> um no, can I guess? Yeah. I've, if he's, I'm assuming he's bald. Yes. So it's going to be Jason Statham. Yes, it is. is. It? Yeah. Which so I thought I'd done a good job, and uh, she's like, "No, you don't look anything like Jason Statham. He's cool." Yeah, I think the similarities between you and Jason do stop at the hairstyle. We're both British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good at drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been an Olympic athlete. Was he? Yeah. Or was he? He was a professional diver. Or was he? Yeah. yeah right. He was in. Was it the 88 Olympics? Oh, was he? Mm. Oh, fair play, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. He's 50 now, you know. Is he? Yeah. He's doing all right, he? He's he? doing all right for himself, isn't he? Yeah. You'll be well dead by then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's on this? We've got a pack show, you said, so what have we got? Oh, right, well. We have an interview <laughs> with Evans Musoka, a Kenyan comedian based here in Tokyo. Uh, we have, of course, uh, some news stories, the burning question, and some stand-up comedy from LA-based comedian Jimmy Shin. Uh, so it's going to be a packed show. Yeah, exciting. But first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Okay, so now it's time for the news section of the show. This is the sixth part where me and. Sam find a story that hasn't been maybe so covered in the mainstream media. Making a right kerfuffle out of this. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you're a right kerfuffling flipper. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead, so what what story have you got for me then? 
so the story I've got for you this week, it's the headline. Men in fake spacesuits arrested over NASA scam. Oh, nice. Yeah, it says two men in homemade spacesuits space who claimed they had a deal with NASA and could generate electricity from thunderbolts. <laughs> That's already unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, they've been arrested for allegedly defrauding a businessman. Um, it doesn't say how simple the business businessman was, yeah. but I'm assuming he's fairly simple. So this was in America? India. Right. Yeah. Uh, Indian police tweeted a picture of the father and son duo wearing crinkly silver material and floppy topped helmets. <laughs> After a businessman complained, he had been duped out of £156,000. So you're talking $300,000 or so. Yeah, gosh, that's good work by then. Yeah. Father and son defrauding uh it's like a like a kind of it's like a the plot of a crap film <laughs> yeah dirty what was it dirty rotten scoundrels <laughs> the two men claimed they would be able to sell a device called the rice puller to nasa once it was ready police said they recovered what the accused described as copper plates anti-radiation suits and anti-radiation chemical stickers what's it got to do with rice i'm not sure I think that they were saying they would pull the energy from the thunderbolts, but I think the rice puller was just the name of right. the, the thing. I think these guys are making it up as they go along. <laughs> so first of all, they probably went like, the guy said, well, what's the name of your product? It's the rice puller. <laughs> and then they went, right, what does it do? Shit. <laughs> Generates electricity from thunderbolts. Yeah, they didn't think it through clearly. It said uh, they were confident and spoke in fluent English. Uh, so... Perhaps you and I could yeah. defraud someone because they're about the only <laughs> skills we've got. <laughs> I once defrauded the uh, the British government out of about six hundred pounds. <laughs> Good. I'm not sure if yeah, this is I the medium to be telling that story. I, I won't tell you that story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, join join There's us a for Crown, ep- Crown Prosecution Service. <laughs> so technically, yeah. Join us for episode next week. Uh, Paul and Sam in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> John in jail. Yeah. <laughs> It said the Deputy Commissioner of Police, Bisham Singh, uh, said that the duo roped in fake actors posing as defence research and development organisation officials just to convince the businessmen of the authenticity of the equipment. Oh, so they've done it properly then. Yeah, they've, they've been... Got a team together. Yeah, it's like... Got uh, a mark. Sounds like, yeah, Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Ocean's Eleven with tin foil. <laughs> An official said the pair had also been arrested after selling some snakes. <laughs> Selling snakes, yeah, claiming they were rare and had medicinal properties. Does that newspaper story uh, finish with the? But their plot was foiled. <laughs> no. no, but it no, definitely should. should have. <laughs> what have you got for me this week? So I've got a story. Uh, this is just. <laughs> so a guy in America has been ordered uh, by a judge to leave his parents' house. He's 30 years old, and the judge told him to get out of his parents' house already. His parents had sent him numerous notices as notices. Notici? Notices? <laughs> notices. <laughs> notices. Notices. I take uh, back what I said before about being fluent in English. <laughs> yeah. So uh, his name's Michael Rotondo. He's 30 years old, and he's been living at his parents' house uh, near Syracuse. And Rotondo makes him sound like a fat Italian. Christina and Mark Rotondo of Camillus near Syracuse. 
sent their son numerous eviction notices, and even gave him $1,100 to help him find a new place. They're desperate to get oh, rid of him, aren't God, they? He must be such a knob. <laughs> uh, he said that I hope he's he... not a listener. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When he's sat there in his parents' basement. Uh, he said he, uh, he, was addition- he, was a- he was entitled to an additional six months before being evicted. Citing a, citing a case he found on the internet. Yeah, nice one, mate. <laughs> so, how, how did I know that he would be good at com- using computers? Yeah, the judge said he uh, it was outrageous, and Rotondo fired back, calling the judge's order outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> he plans to, good vocabulary. <laughs> he said he plans to appeal the decision, and he says I'm not bothering them by living here. <laughs> Well, you clearly it's, are. It's little, if they want you out, yeah, it's little to no cost to them. And considering how much they've harassed me, I think it's the least that they should be required to do, which is just let me hang here a bit longer and use their hot water and electricity. <laughs> oh. So these parents, yeah, they give them one thousand one hundred dollars to find a place for stay, and uh, they said they oh they had to they asked him to remove his Rotunda's parents sent him five written notices that date back to February, one of which asks him to remove his broken car from their property. <laughs> And there are jobs available, even for those with a poor work history like you. The letter reads, "Get one. You have to work." Right. Yeah, I think if he's got, if he he says that he's not causing them any bother, but he's got stuff on their, he's got a broken down car on their property. Yep. He's using their electricity and their hot water. Yep. He does sound like he's bothering them a little bit. Yeah. Well, this he says the uh, you could get a job or you could sell some of your belongings, like your stereo and weapons. <laughs> <laughs> So he sounds like he's going to go kill a lot of people, doesn't he? Where is he from? Syracuse. Syracuse. Well, if you're living in Syracuse, watch your back. Watch out for Mr. Rotonda, <laughs> the Punisher. Uh, yeah, so... He said he was living there. Did he have any pets? Like a, maybe a pet mouse? <laughs> what? Uh, it, no, it doesn't say. Well, that's the end of that tale. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> That was J&S-N-J News. Time for an interview. Uh, this, this episode, we have Evans Musoka, a Kenyan comedian based in Tokyo. He was recently a finalist in the Magna's International Comedy Festival. He went over to Vietnam and performed in the finals there. Uh, this is a really interesting interview. Uh, we actually little bit of a spoiler alert. We talk about Black Panther because he's from Kenya and we're that imaginative. <laughs> so uh, there's a tiny, tiny spoiler. I would call it a spoilette. So <laughs> it's a shit film anyway. <laughs> uh, so if you're, into, uh, if you're into Black Panther and you haven't seen it, uh, just close your ears at certain points when we're talking about that. All right, here he is. So, Evans, thanks for joining us. Another thanks. Sunday and another karaoke box. Yeah. yeah, man, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah total pleasure. pleasure. So, you've just been over uh, performing in the Magna's International Comedy Festival final in Vietnam. Yep. How'd you yeah. get on? I mean, that was amazing. I was just, uh, you know, excited that, you know, Magna's for this year came to Tokyo. The funny thing is that I've been trying to apply just for a spot for their shows like in Singapore and Malaysia and they never even got back to me to say no. Really? <laughs> for the last three years, man. So that was disappointing. Yeah. Like, I was so pissed off that I had to win, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was doing it out of hate and anger that I'm going to show them on fine. <laughs> and I'm going to use their money to just as revenge, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, so you got a free flight over to Vietnam? Not free, subsidized. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Magnus, you cheap bastards. Yeah. Cheap motherfuckers. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, but I like them. They, they, have so, they were so good to me. They were so organized and 
I missed my flight actually. No <laughs> way. Yeah, on the day I was supposed to fly, I reached at the airport and the guy at the counter is like, "Hey, excuse me. Um your passport has three names, but your ticket has two, so oh. our system can't allow that." Really? And the second problem is that you're black, so <laughs> 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 no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just, I once had that with. Uh, what, they but, said no, you were no, black. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good holiday in Spain. <laughs> no, yeah, they put my name wrong, McBride John, and this woman was just not going to let me on the flight. Really? And That's it was a stag, crazy, stag weekend to uh, Barcelona. Right. Yeah, and eventually they came to get the manager down and say it was just ridiculous. Right. And I was so pissed off. Yeah. Like, I have my passport, I have my ID. Like, yeah. I was like, guys. I am ever those are my names. I mean, take a blood test or whatever you want to do, man. I, I have to go. But the good thing is that I decided to go to the festival earlier than the date the dates I was supposed to go. Oh, so okay. just for a mini holiday before the the event so that I can just, you know, come up with some impromptu, impromptu jokes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that was okay. I, I just booked another flight and I got there on time. Thanks. So did Magnus subsidize both flights or just the one no no both both, both did yeah. they oh, yes, yes, yes oh wow actually a huge chunk i paid like um 13 percent or something wow yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's really good they put me up in a five-star hotel and okay so... i retract that cheap yeah bastards. yeah, yeah. No, well, <laughs> I retract that. no but yeah I, i'd like to work with them in the future i, I really enjoyed myself well <laughs> so just to, i was just going to to clarify for the listener so Evans won the Tokyo Heat yes. of the Magnus International Comedy Festival. Yes. Then went to the went to Vietnam for the final. Yes. And you didn't win that. No, I didn't win. Sorry I, to have to bring that up. No, 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 it's okay. I won because I think I, I came on second. Second. Yes. Hey. Uh, the winner was from Singapore. Uh, right. Yeah. He. He. Be, uh, to be honest, he wasn't funnier than me. It was just to, you know. <laughs> He was just, you know, it's the Asian Magnus International. Oh, you, so you think you've been discriminating? I'm not Asian. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, guys. The guy is funny, man. Yeah, Christopher, course, course. Christopher, big ups, man. Congratulations. He did a good job. He, yeah. he is very funny, and I enjoyed all the acts. You won the Tokyo Heat. Yes, so I did. that was congratulations. But John and I, but neither of us could perform. Yeah, for wow. different reasons. In what are the reasons actually? <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, well, I wasn't available Allowed. to fly to Vietnam. Oh, <laughs> he wasn't. So, his wife wouldn't let. No. <laughs> what about John? I was in England. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So does it feel like really you're the third best comedian <laughs> in Tokyo? <laughs> I know you guys have your schedules are free for next year. That's yes. why I was like, man, I'm not going against you guys. I don't want to be third. <laughs> I know. I, I only fight wars that I can win, you know? I'm smart. Because <laughs> you performed in Rwanda. Should, yes. Yeah. Rwanda was amazing. And um, they actually told me to go back this year but unfortunately the same day is when i'll be performing in hong kong so uh, and hong kong booked me first so i wouldn't be able to make it rwanda right. this year for so the festival what's like performing in rwanda mm -hmm. and performing in like hong kong or japan what mm -hmm. what's the difference like uh, the funny thing uh, actually the, that's one thing i've been telling comedians I, like i try and i try and internationalize my material I try and make jokes that i i wouldn't have to work on a lot when I'm performing in other countries and one of my best performances as well as my deep, most difficult performance was in Rwanda. People might think, oh, you're from, from Africa, so it <laughs> might be the easiest. No, that that was difficult actually because I, when I perform, let's say in Singapore, China or Malaysia or whatever it is, 
I make fun of my, you know, myself, my African background yeah. and stuff like that. And it's funny. <laughs> it's funny for guys who have never been there and they have only seen African on TV. But when you perform in Rwanda, <laughs> you're performing for Africans, you know? Yeah, so it is difficult. And actually, Rwanda was Rwanda was the most like I don't know. I that 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 show was difficult because I did I, I have a bit I do on cockroaches, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the bit, right? And I, when I started that bit, I had forgotten that, you know, in Rwanda, you're not supposed to mention cockroach. Oh, right. Because, because during the genocide, the Hutus were referring to Tutsis as oh, cockroaches. Right. God. Oh, I see. So whenever you're performing in Rwanda, don't say anything about cockroaches, you know. Right. Ah, I'm, yes, I'm so glad that I had a strong punchline. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just, I was just, after that bit, I did two more bits. I was like, man, I'm out of here, yeah. you know, before I bomb and get killed. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go. Anything else we need to cover? You want? Well, do you want to do the, do the Black Panther <laughs> stuff? Or no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we can go a bit, a little bit. Yeah, we'll see where it takes us. Yeah. What's a delicate way to introduce it? I'm going to say it really bluntly. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. So we've got Evans, we've got you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, last night I watched Black Panther. Ooh, well, yes. you are late, man. Yes, well. Has- hashtag Wakanda. Not forever. I, I, just, I need to say this. <laughs> On the trip, last night I was emailing Evans while I was watching him, asking him if he found it, how did he like it, because he's my only African friend. On the train, on the way here, I was telling Sam this. Sam told me that for two weeks, he didn't know what Wakanda meant. And he just wondered why everybody was saying it. Right. He's such a white boy that he was too scared to ask. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. embarrassingly, it was more than two weeks. <laughs> just kept seeing the word Wakanda everywhere. I was like, mm, Wakanda, <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But now you know, right? You know Wakanda means Jesus in, in Swahili, right? <laughs> God, you still have no idea. <laughs> I know what it's connected to. Uh-huh. So have, you haven't watched Black I haven't seen the film. I haven't yeah. seen the film. No. But I'm, yeah, it's definitely on my to-watch list. But I mean, but then is it worth watching? Is it a good film? Well, I, I work with um, a black... Well, African-American, I guess, is what he'd call himself. And he'd said to me, oh, it's not as good as everybody's saying it is. So I kind of went into it because I've got friends who have watched it who said, oh, it's just amazing. And then I watched it and I just thought, it's just basically a Hollywood version of Africa. And it just seemed a bit... Yeah, I mean, I I, I enjoyed the movie, to be honest. I like that, it, you know, at the end of the day, it brings... It's one of those movies where you'll not see a white person going to Africa and saving everybody. But still, there was a white person <laughs> trying still, to save still everybody. still a white guy who does, does save everybody. Yes. Does he, does he die in the movie? No. They <laughs> save him, and then they take him to Wakanda, and then he finds out, oh, look, they've got all this technology, and then he saves them by flying one of those spaceships. Exactly. And then, Spoiler alert. Spoiler the, white, alert. the white guy doesn't die in the movie. He works for, he works for the CIA. <laughs> of course he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just, um, we still have a white superhero in the movie, but (laughs) just fewer, you know, fewer white superheroes, but you know, it, 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 it shows, but that's not how Africa is even now, to be honest. Yeah, I was like, how much of it is filmed in Africa? That's the thing. That's Mm. the thing. Like even filming and the cast and I, I I felt so somehow offended that, uh, you know, like the, the cast was 
trying to speak with an African accent. Yeah, you know? yeah. Why so, why yeah. don't you just go for African actors? Yeah, yeah. So so the actors weren't African. They were no, they're all what, American. Americans. And one British guy. Some were yeah. African, like two or three. Right. Yes, Lupita Nyong'o from Kenya and this, this other lady from Zimbabwe, you know. But, but it's like know, Forrest Whitaker. And, exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, I feel like if you want to make something about Africa, it's... It's better to go to Africa and get people from there, man, you know? Yeah. And not just cl- cloning the accent and trying to be like Africans, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, it's just another Hollywood film for me. What's it now? 2018? Yep. Where's Evans a Comedian going to be? 20. 20- 25. Ah, 2025. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I mean, I, I, I try and set, you know, those small, like, small goals for myself as a comedian. Like, now, 2020, I'm planning to have, like, covered at least 20 countries. Um, in, in not less than five years. No, sorry, in less than five years. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to definitely be six or more. <laughs> I just want to be a traveling comedian. I just mm, want to go... So do you think you're going to remain based in Japan or are you, are you, would you prefer to move to like Singapore? Or? Ah, no, I love Japan. I yeah. mean, I love this place. I'd love to stay here for a while, but yeah. the thing with me, I can't just stay here without working, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly, faster. unless I get married or stuff like that. But I just, I, I just want to travel. I, I want to travel and do comedy. That's, that's, that's the dream. Like, would you ever want to go and say live in the UK? Cause you'd probably make, you've got more chance of making it as a professional comedian in the UK because Japan yeah. there's not really yeah any. that's that's very true and I was talking to a friend Saku the Japanese comedian friend of mine today actually and he was like if you want to make it as a comedian in Japan you have to do only like comedy comedy in Japanese yeah, yeah. and I, I can't do that man nah. I, so I, I'd like to move maybe to to the UK or um to to Vancouver Vancouver right. in Canada for a while just to establish myself and get myself out there and just do comedy for a while and the the, the only challenge is that i'm from kenya yeah that's the only challenge like even if i have the money to go and sustain me out there for a while and get a, a, a you know a part-time job it will still be difficult for the paperwork and yeah, stuff like yeah. that because as i said before i've been you know i've been invited to perform yeah, in la and you know in the uk in australia and all these other places and I'm trying to go to Edinburgh this year for the festival, but man, the visa, man, it's it's not right, easy. So even well, I mean, because we're from the UK, so mm. even for Kenyan people, the visa for the UK is quite difficult. Yes, it's it's. It, it, I've never tried to be honest, but uh, from the stories I've heard, it's it's quite a challenge. But I'm trying well, to go. I, mean, for I don't it. think it's getting any easier. Well, right? Exactly <laughs> now, especially with what whatever is happening now yeah, in the yeah. world, it's getting even more difficult. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I'm having trouble with. Uh, my missus being yeah. Japanese, you know, mm. and then even now the the government's kind of really clamping down on just foreigners mm-hmm. in general. It's yeah, it's, it's 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 a huge. That's one of the you know, it's a huge impediment to my career. Yeah, yeah. As a comedian, because and it's um, a shame. It's really. a shame, man. Because like for me, like even uh, 
when you show them the papers you're like here's my hotel booking here's my bank account i have enough at, to take care of myself for a week i'm only going for a week come on i yeah. can afford to take will your and, mom be listening to this going he's got money yeah. <laughs> mom i'm only doing this for the podcast mom. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm bro. laughs> to be fair we're not paying him for doing this <laughs> they're not paying me mom they're not these are, these are broke white people <laughs> yeah, we're as poor as your son mrs, mrs. <laughs> Uh, so I mean that's it's, it's it's a huge impediment to my career and I that's why I'm like I I, just, I but the thing is I I can't stop comedy you know yeah, yeah, yeah. whether I end up as a traveling comedian or I end up as a 49 year old English teacher in Chiba Japan <laughs> I still do comedy yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's the thing I can't leave this thing I, I'm hooked Thanks to Evans there for coming to meet us on a very, very rainy Sunday afternoon in Tokyo. And now, time for this episode's sponsor. Hello, Mrs. Suzuki here from Suzuki-san Sushi, formerly Nakata-san Sushi, but I got divorced. Do you foreigner like sushi? You do? That's great! All the fish used to make our sushi is fresh or frozen fresh. 100% caught in Japanese ocean, almost none of which was caught in radioactive areas. Come down to Suzuki-san Sushi next to Ebis Station for some of the safest, least dangerous sushi that meets all the minimum government safety standards. And if you are a single man in his mid-30s, early 40s, you get a special prize. Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T, two Brits took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. With someone else cooking in the kitchen, could someone answer the burning question? And now it's time for this episode's burning question. Uh, but before we get to that, I think we've had a few uh, answers to previous burning questions. So who's been in contact with us, Sam? Uh, yeah, we had an email in from Owen from Ireland. He says, recently at a whiskey tasting in London, there were whiskey producers from all over the world. Uh, spotting some young Japanese women dispensing samples. He thought he would have a go at using a little Japanese. Uh, he says he's been learning Japanese for a few years. So he approached a stand and he said, Konnichiwa. And then pointing to the whiskey, he said, Kono whiskey, kudasai. Uh, one of the women smiled, a gentle smile, and she said, We are Korean. <laughs> <laughs> the Japanese stand is over there. <laughs> and what, well, I suppose we should tell what the birdie question for that answer was it was the very question have you ever what <laughs> made a cultural faux pas yeah that's okay. right yeah, right. yeah yeah nice alright so, he did say oh sorry just to finish that one sorry. he did say uh, he still managed to get a sample of whiskey off them oh nice <laughs> yeah, so Good it worked work. out okay alright and I think we had uh, a reply from somebody called Terry from the UK and it says when I was 16 I stayed with a French family as part of an exchange it was to learn the language and soak up some of the culture one mealtime, the French family were teasing me about the British quirks, such as queuing, bowler hats, stiff upper lip, etc. 
thinking I would enter into this bantering, I casually said, if the British are such a joke, why is it that every time you have problems with the Germans, you come running to us? The rest of the meal was completed in silence. <laughs> so, yeah. Good old-fashioned racism. There. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, another quite serious cultural faux pas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, this episode's burning question is, what's the most serious medical condition you've convinced yourself you have before going to a doctor to find out it's nothing? And we had uh, quite a few responses. Any any that caught your eye, John? We had a reply from uh, an Israeli called Michelle, who said he actually had the opposite. He was convinced he just needed a tiny filling, but the dentist ended up extracting three of his wisdom teeth. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> well, it could have been worse, I suppose. Yes. It could have been four. Um Kevin from America said, uh, I once thought I had serious clinical depression, but then the doctor told me to just quit being a whiny little bitch. <laughs> I suspect he might be joking. I hope so. Yeah. Don from America said he had a th- huge throbbing headache, which the doctor told him was just a pimple in his ear. He said any pain that close to your brain is much more intense. Oh, really? I did not know that. Yeah, right. It'd have to be very, very deep inside your ear, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, Simon from England, uh, he said, pretty sure this is another joke, uh, I thought I had a stroke down the entire left-hand side of my body, I'm all right now. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had a, res- rep- uh, easy for you to say, <laughs> and on Twitter we also had a reply from the You're Dead to Me podcast, uh, it's a podcast, it's hosted by, uh, a manga, a guy, a man guy, <laughs> uh, Fraser Ruddick, and uh, his co-presenter Stacy Peterson. This was a message definitely from Fraser. Uh, he said that he uh, once thought he had testicular cancer. Um, at the time, he rethought his entire life, regretted all the bad things that he had done, and he decided to be a better person in his remaining days. Turned out just to be a cyst, right. <laughs> uh, and he returned to being, in his words. A bit of a jerk. <laughs> uh, we had one reply from the Perfect Layers at Tokyo uh, via Twitter, and it said, face cancer turned out to be a spot under a mole. I insisted he was wrong. He insisted he wasn't. He wasn't. He's a good doctor. Oh, that's good news. <laughs> yes. Glad most of these have got happy endings. Yeah. Um, the uh, You're Dead to Me podcast I mentioned before, after they tweeted us on uh, Twitter, obviously, uh, I gave their podcast a listen. It's good. Yeah. yeah, I'd recommend it. It's Fraser and Stacey. They're, they have a bit of banter about different topics. Uh, if you like the stuff we do, I think you probably like what they would do. So, yeah, maybe go and give it a listen. Nice. Anyway, so, John, what's the most serious medical, medical condition you've convinced yourself you have before going to a doctor to find out it's nothing? I, well, recently, me and you, we went, I haven't actually told you this story yet, but we, our families, we went away to Gotemba for, uh, like, a, it was a bank holiday. And the day after we came back, my testicle was really hurting. And so I convinced myself I had uh, testicular cancer. Oh, right. And so I went to the hospital. I took my wife with me for moral support. (laughs) And I peed into a cup and the doctor was like, well, it's definitely not uh, cancer because we've tested everything. And he said to me, have you been... Smashing your testicles. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot I was doing that. Yeah, and then I remembered that uh, when we were away with our families, we went to a kids' playground, and I went on a merry-go-round, and <laughs> I accidentally banged my balls quite hard on the horse. <laughs> but I was still unsure, and so I asked the doctor if he would 
have a check with his hands and he didn't seem to want to. <laughs> and so eventually he did. And he said, nope, they're fine. Oh, my wife was just stood there watching, <laughs> shaking her head. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're all right. Yeah, me too. I was, I had, you know, I thought, oh, possibly, you know, cancer. You'll have to stop banging your balls on the horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you? Um, yeah, well, I'm a huge hypochondriac. Yes, you I, are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I most, most times of my life think I'm dying of something. Um, I think... The one that probably would make a good story was uh, you had problems with your front parts. I, I had a little bit of a problem with my back parts. <laughs> and uh, I didn't know what it was, but I convinced myself whatever it was, it was going to kill me. Uh, so I went to the doctor and he, um, he did a digital rectal examination <laughs> and uh, everything turned out to be fine. But something that kind of uh, I realized when that happened was I always assumed that when you were having this, you would this procedure you would just bend over but actually what they do is they get you to lie on your side on a bed right. and they make you curl up in the fetal position right and that's really convenient because after they're finished <laughs> that's the exact position you want to be in <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway that's all for well are we gonna uh, i think we're gonna start doing something new oh right? yeah we are yeah script. <laughs> yeah I think we're gonna ask uh this burning question for next episode's that's right. One of the one of the <laughs> listeners got in touch on Facebook, Daniel. Thank you for getting in touch. And he said that he wasn't quite sure how to find the burning question. Yep. So uh, we do put it on Twitter and Facebook, but maybe not everyone can find it easily. So we're going to, yeah, right. say next episode's burning question now. So the next episode's burning question is, have you ever shown something inappropriate to a child? Or <laughs> when you were a child, did you ever see something that was massively inappropriate? Now, I think we need to rephrase that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Should have written this down. Yeah, really. you should have done. I could hear you like just the words were really long. Have you <laughs> ever? Uh, how can we rephrase that? Have you ever? Have you ever allowed a child to see something that's highly inappropriate? Sounds just as bad. <laughs> yeah, I think we should change the word "see" to "watch." Okay. Because really, we're talking about films, aren't we, or things like yeah, that? Yeah. Okay. Watch. Have you yeah. ever allowed a kid to watch something that's highly inappropriate? Or when you were a child, did you watch anything that was highly inappropriate? Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not comfortable with the wording. But listeners, I think you know what we mean. <laughs> no like, filth, please. Yeah, no filth. Well, just a little bit. <laughs> Gentle filth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you understand. <laughs> <laughs> Time for some stand-up. Uh, this episode, we have some stand-up comedy from Jimmy Shin. Uh, Jimmy is a Los Angeles-based stand-up comedian and actor. Uh, he's been on The Tonight Show, Jimmy Kin Kimmel, and he's been on HBO's uh, TV show Luck. His his new special, uh, Jimmy Shin's Walk of Shame, uh, it's a one-hour special being released soon. Oh. Uh, so this guy, genuinely funny. Yeah, please enjoy. It sucks being a race no matter how long you've been in, in this country. People think you're a foreigner, okay? If you're Italian, fresh off the boat, right? They're like, Paisan, what's up? You're Italian-American, right? You could be second or third generation Korean-American, and there's always some gringo that goes, where are you from, son? China? 
And I'm like, I've been in the same class as you since kindergarten. Why do you keep asking me that? I'm actually from Seattle, and um, man, living down here is different, because everything is different down here, right? At least in Seattle, at the sushi places, they actually employ Asian people. <laughs> like, I went to a sushi place in Hollywood, and some white guy greeted me at the door. He was like, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> and I was like, you're white, I'm Korean. Who's kidding who, okay? Just because you have a man bun doesn't make you a samurai. <laughs> you're 6'3", you're whiter than my ass, and you're like, arigato gozaimasu. Nandeska, obasan gohongudasai. And then I went to the kitchen hoping to find at least a Japanese sushi chef. And they were all Mexicans back there. <laughs> and one of them saw me and he was like, arigato gozaimasu. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, there, is, there are advantages to being an Asian stoner though. Cause you could get stoned at work and nobody could call you out on it. I got so fucking baked at work. And my boss had the nerve to ask me, are you high? And I was like, I'm Asian, my eyes are always like this. And he was like, as you were, as you were, I'll give you a bonus, I'll give you anything. And I was like, arigato gozaimasu. Just celebrated a birthday. Yeah, I just turned 58 years old. You can't tell though, because I'm Asian. I could be 18, I could be 58. But when I turn 70, I'll look 2,000 years old. I'll grow like a white beard and shit. I'll be petting like a white cat relentlessly. I'll turn from like Bruce Lee to Mr. Miyagi in a matter of fucking moments. Just started dating exclusively. White women. Not because I have a preference or I discriminate, but to get white guys back for stealing our women for years. Some of our finest, fittest women have been stolen by some guy named Kip that goes to UCLA. In fact, UCLA from now on stands for University of Caucasians Loving Asians. <laughs> White people are stealing our food, except they call it Asian fusion. <laughs> They've been stealing our roles in Hollywood, our acting roles. I just saw a movie, it's called The Great Wall, but it's with Matt Damon in the lead. <laughs> And it wasn't even Trump's Great Wall, it was the Great Wall of fucking China. <laughs> the only way I'm gonna be okay with Matt Damon playing the lead in the Great Wall is if they cast an Asian to play Columbus in a Discovering America movie. <laughs> it's gonna be the Nina, the Pinta, and the Yamamoto. <laughs> Any white people in the audience? <laughs> See, white people aren't proud to be white no more, man. I know it's been a rough year for white people, but any white people in the audience? I hate the way you guys talk. I'm just gonna put that out there. It was a trap the whole time. 
I hate when you guys put stuff at the end of sentences that don't really belong there to make yourself sound smarter and better than us. This one guy I was talking to outside, he was like, tragedy is an imitation, that's my white guy voice, is an imitation of an action that is serious, complete, and of a certain magnitude, if you will. What's if you will, the sentence is done. Furthermore, that's been my time. My name's Jimmy Shin. you guys been great. Great stuff from Jimmy Shin there. Lovely. If you want to find out more about his work, you can go to his website, jimmyshindig.com. And of course, you can find all of his links at our website, jonandsaminjapan.com. So that just leaves me to say uh, thanks to our interviewee today, Evans Musoka. And once again, thanks to Jimmy Shin. All of the information about them can be found at our website. Just saying it again, (laughs) jonandsaminjapan.com. Com. Yep. So if you want to get in contact with us about the, bur- the burning question, the highly inappropriately worded burning question. We'll make that worded. We'll word it better on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> yeah. uh, or if you want to suggest a new story or submit your own comedy, then get in touch with us at, what's that address again? <laughs> <laughs> in com. Yes. And this show, somebody asked me the other week, and it is this show, we, we do two episodes a month. So that's why it's not every week. We couldn't <laughs> face doing it every week. <laughs> I might won't let me out of the house for long enough. So yeah, just please give us five stars on iTunes and tell everybody you know to listen to it because it's much appreciated when we get feedback. Yeah, spread the word, spread the word. And spread yeah, the love. get in touch whenever you feel like it. Facebook, Twitter and email. Yeah. Good old email. Good old email. Well... I think that's probably all from us. Yeah. Catch Catch you later. later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.